Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Touche the Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Tally, and I'm joined by my co-host, David. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much all podcast streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram, rate us five stars. You guys know the drill. You know the drill. Anywhere you can search anything, type Touche the Podcast, and our smiling faces will be there. No, these are not all going to become bloopers. <laughs> like, stop. You got to stay on your toes when you're recording with Tally. <laughs> Pitching segments to me, and then two seconds before we start recording, you're like, actually, I don't want to do that segment anymore. Okay, David, I'm an idea guy. <laughs> Testing. I'm like sweating. Do you feel like my voice has gotten worse? What's on our agenda today? Whole lot of fucking <laughs> I knew that was going to stump you, <laughs> so I was interested to see what... <laughs> what are you looking at over there? Okay, I hated that, actually. We got it this time. I You're literally like, can't work in these conditions. <laughs> hey. Ew, that's not making it. Shall we get into our weekend recaps? I know you had one of your best friends in town, right? I want to hear about everything you guys got into. Ugh. Um, as you know, and we were just talking about it, I'm honestly still recovering from this weekend. So I guess we should dive into it. Um, yes, one of my best friends from college visited Margaret, who I love so dearly. And, you know, we are just two, let's say, troublemakers when we're together. On Friday, picked her up from the airport. There was like an, a lot of traffic going on at 9 a.m. at DFW. And it was, I had a couple of these situations throughout the weekend. You know, in the middle of a weekday when you take off and you're like, I know why I'm here, but why is everyone else here? You know, mm-hmm. like, do you not have a job? I assume that the traffic was really bad at DFW because it's the St. Patty's Day parade in Dallas. Yeah, which I didn't even think about. Picked, picked her up on Friday. You know, we started off the morning with a little walk on the Katy Trail. I mean, we talk a lot, but you know, it's always different to like be in person, catch up on life. So we're big walkers and talkers. And it was Love it. amazing weather out on Friday. The trail was dead at like 1130 a.m. of course. So that was amazing. Got dressed really quickly. Got like a little dolled up. Dolled up? Cute. Dolled up. And we went to Highland Park Village because we went to lunch at Sedell's. Big Sedell's fan. Do you like Sedell's? Love Sedell's. They have the best smoked salmon bagels oh my god yes i didn't get that this time i was on like a chicken club kick the whole weekend yum but also had amazing aperol spritzes at sedell's parking at highland park village is like literally so insane it was 12 30 on a friday and we circled twice and i had to like it was my little once again nissan Sentra fighting like two Porsches for this like little spot across from like chanel or something and i was like i mean i probably should have just valeted but I was like, no, like we can find a spot, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you always have to park at Highland Park Village. You never valet. And there was, it it took us forever. So finally found a spot. Once again, it was one of those moments where I'm like, why are there 72,000 people having lunch right now when like they shall be working and I'm not. But so we parked, we're walking to Sedell's and um, there's this guy with like two people with him and they kind of are like walking with this like a little swagger and I look over at Margaret and they didn't cut us off, but they kind of cut us off. And, you know, Margaret's also, you know, a fire sign, a little aggressive, love her for it, though. And was kind of like about to like make a comment about these guys cutting us off. And I was like, you know, when you see someone and you're like, I know who that is. And I didn't piece it together quite away, but I was like, oh my God, that's Omar Apollo. You saw my Snapchat story, right? That was insane. I cannot believe you saw Omar Apollo in person. Him and his two friends were walking into Sedell's and they were like all holding these like little Goyard bags, like shopping bags. So we walk into Sedell's and I'm like, I'm like not a chill person. Like (laughs) I am freaking out about the fact that I've just recently become obsessed with Omar. So I was like, oh my God, what are the chances that he's in Dallas? Like at lunch right now. Pull up his Instagram. One, his Instagram story is about how he just bought, um, like, a Goyard pen cover. And I'm like, okay, that has to be him. Two, the SZA concert was on Friday, and he's the opener for SZA. It all makes sense. 
So I, we sit down and tomorrow I'm like, okay, I'm going to like DM him right now. I'm going to be like, what after party are you going to? Like, should I go up? And I don't think anyone you guys, else. guys, it's, it's 1 p.m. on a <laughs> Friday right now. <laughs> I was literally like everyone else was like working and I was freaking out about DMing Omar. Um, nobody else at Sedell's was giving vibes that they knew he, who he was. And I'm going to be completely honest, the Friday 1230 crowd. That checks out. Did, yeah. Nobody there. Oh, Danny Austin was also there. So it was like kind of. No way. Uh-huh. But I, I was, like, not as excited okay, about her. So you picked a really good spot to take Margaret. Good no, for you. Completely. So um, I did end up DMing him as soon as he left. We made eye contact, like, three times while I was sitting there. And I was like, hey, like, I know you're opening up for SZA tonight. Like, I was the person who was making eye contact with you at Sedell's. And so if you're, like, <laughs> doing anything after, like... He was, like, blocked immediately. <laughs> literally. Like, I was like, me and my friend are, like, down for whatever. So <laughs> just, like, let us know. Um, I literally changed my Instagram to public. Oh so that he can DM God. me back. Are you kidding? No. Um, update, he didn't DM me back. He didn't even see the message. But can I was... Can we get a vote on who thought that David was going to get a DM back from Omar Apollo? Peace out of Sedell's. Like, once Omar left, I was like, okay, lunch is over. Like when we Omar leaves, you can leave. No, literally. Um, then we went to Monkey Bar, had some drinks, took some photos, took some, Cute. you know, had like a little like classic Highland Park Village moment. Then went home, chatted a lot, went to St. Allen for some dinner, some more drinks, did like watch some March Madness. Margaret's a bigger basketball girly than I am. Margaret's so fun. So fun. And we were planning to take Friday chill. Like, we were just going to do Staten Allen and then, like, go home and, like, do face masks and stuff and go to bed. After Staten Allen and some drinks, we ended up deciding to go to Oaklawn and we're just, you know, out in the middle of the dance floor till 3 a.m. again. Wait, I love Yeah, it, one of the things about me is that all of my close friends love to dance and I love to dance and that is why I love all my friends. And so we were just, like, in the middle of that dance floor for, like, six hours straight just having the best time. We both went to college in D.C., so one of the big things in D.C. was jumbo slice after a night out. So when we went home, or ordered some pizza, sat on the couch, had some LOLs, and like relived Aww. our college days. Fun. Where did you order pizza from? Zalot. Love Zalot. Same. You really are pulling out all the stops for Margaret, and I love it. Yeah, I think I'm about to hit every Dallas mainstay. So woke up Saturday, and since Friday was kind of a shit show, we were like, this is going to be chill vibes. So we started the day with White Rhino, obviously. Of course. There was chaos happening at White Rhino. It took me 45 minutes to get avocado toast. And, like, the manager was fighting with, like, one of the workers. And the espresso machine broke down. And the worker was like, I honestly, like, don't have time to deal with this. And the manager was like, I'm on break. And I was like, okay, well, there's 30,000 people here trying to get an espresso right now, so... Put some avocado on a piece of toast. Doesn't take that long. I asked them what, where it was, and they were like, oh, we lost it. What? And Margaret was like... Did it grow did legs? Yes, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, did it walk out of the store? I'm like, put me in back, and I will make some avocado toast right yeah. now. 100%. But... When we were walking to White Rhino, we saw the vibes at Nodding Donkey and we saw like a lot of people in green just looking mm-hmm. like they were having a fun time. Yeah. And we were supposed to just chill all day. After my avocado toast fiasco, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to Lower Greenville and we're going out. Like we're bringing the St. Patrick's Day vibes right now. So went home, went to Lower Greenville. It was, you were, well, we'll find out. So I won't spoil your weekend, but it was 87 here on Saturday. It was so hot here so hot and there the girls and boys were out mm-hmm. on lower greenville obviously not gonna lie saint patrick's day in dallas is like my worst nightmare yeah because you're like i actually only do saint patrick's day in chicago oh my <laughs> god here we go wow bummer we'll get there later yeah we'll tease into your weekend later but it was still chill because margaret had only been to um hg so we were able to go to, to like staying inside like double wide and places like those but we were like, we want to end the night on the HG rooftop. There was a line for an hour. Really? Just get to the rooftop? Mm-hmm. And guess what we did? Waited for an hour. We waited for an hour. <laughs> you have to. I was like, let's just do it. Um, Best views in Dallas. 100%. And the vibes, once we have got up there, so good. To entertain the people in line, they were doing trivia. And so if you got the trivia question right, you would get $5 off a drink upstairs oh wait that's fun guess who got a trivia question right i will take a wild guess you and margaret i mean it it was me but like i i'm sure margaret knew the answer so the question was who was the fashion designer in the incredibles are you 
Straight up, I have no idea. Okay. Some people got the first. You don't know the first name? No. Edna Mode. Honestly, I'm not trying to be like negative. I'm not into <laughs> animated films. So. Oh my god. <laughs> you haven't seen The Incredibles? I saw it when I was little. Oh, you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's the question I got right. Wait, good for you. Yeah, and so I used that $5 off. That's where I'll leave the story off for Saturday for now. Okay. Oh, I do want to add that we filmed like 30 TikToks before we went out for the day. And we were convinced that we were going to get this St. Patrick's Day song viral. I'll show you these. Honestly, two of them got like pretty good views. Can we plug your personal TikTok? Absolutely not. I privated them all when I woke up the next morning because I was like, the fact that we went to sleep with these all on public. Sunday, I was like, we are doing chill vibes. Like, Margaret has a work conference on Monday. We were just supposed to meet up with her friend for brunch and then, like, go to Ice House after with some people. We went to the porch for brunch. Great spot. Again. Bottles of Prosecco. Of course. Mimosas or just straight up Prosecco? Well, there were mimosas, but, like, we were pouring, like, just a little, light little on the OJ. dash of OJ. Completely. Go from there to Ice House to meet up with some people. The weather was also phenomenal on Sunday. Three... Frozen margaritas later, all of a sudden I'm at E-Bar. Their margaritas are so strong. It doesn't surprise me that all of a sudden you're just, you've just floated your way over to E-Bar. That is completely what happened. Having some dinner, having more margaritas. Of course. And then... E-Bar's Mexican is the best. Oh, so good. And their swirl margarita with some sangria. Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, so basically we ended up going out after all of that. And then next thing you know, it's Monday morning. Hey. And then poor Margaret has to go to her work conference. I I haven't. She just, it's Wednesday right now. She just got home. I have no clue how she had that whole weekend then directly into a work conference. I, you, you see me today. I'm like still barely functioning. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Props to her. I love Margaret to the end of this world. And I'm just like so happy I had such a little Dallas fun weekend with her. Sounds like such a good weekend. She's Leo too. Aries. Oh, that's a fire sign as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her birthday is actually coming up. So happy early birthday, babe. Happy early birthday, Margaret. Oh, she's going to love that shout out. <laughs> <laughs> as you said, you don't do St. Patrick's Day in Dallas. You only do St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, which is funny because wait, where were you this weekend? I happened to be in Chicago this weekend, mm-hmm. but I will say that I don't do St. Patrick's Day anywhere because I don't get it. You're going to tell me if I was like, let's do St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, you would say no. I mean, obviously, (laughs) I did not go to Chicago for St. Patrick's Day. I just went to Chicago to visit my family. But the river was not even dyed green anymore, which is weird. They dye it the weekend before St. Patrick's Day, and then it wears off in 48 hours. Have you heard this? Probably good for the environment. Yeah, that probably is good for the environment. So we, I did not see it green. I was also mainly in the burbs. All weekend. Mm, burbs girl. Love a little burbs weekend in Chicago in Glenview visiting my family. So such a fun weekend. A little bit different than your weekend <laughs> because, well, no, because. Shady. Well, it was 87 degrees here and it was snowing. It was in snowed Ch- in Chicago yeah, this weekend? There was a full winter wonderland ice storm in Chicago. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was so fun. It was in the 20s most of the time. Oh, shit. But oddly refreshing. Mm. I loved the weather. I spent, I stayed at my aunt and uncle's house mm-hmm. and they have three sons. And then I traveled with my registered companion. Oh, yeah. Can we say that? Registered companion? I think so. Who is my cousin Danny, um, one of my best friends. And we just had the best time. You had a bear weekend. You had a, the bear weekend. I did. So we flew in on Saturday and my one request to my family was, Your girls got to get an Italian beef in Chicago and... Classic. I mean, I love my Portillo's here in Dallas, so no shade to Portillo's, but Mm -hmm. I wanted Chicago Italian beef. And Mr. Beef... (laughs) I love that it's called Mr. Beef. Such a great name. The bear actually is... The idea of it was based on Mr. Beef, the restaurant. And actually, I think the original owner of the restaurant, the original Mr. Beef, just passed away. So may he rest in peace. Oh, rip Mr. Beef. Yes. But we got Italian beefs. We got some cannolis. um, We got some Chicago dogs. Just had the best little time. We bopped around. We hung out with my cousin's girlfriend. We played tons of cards. 
I actually had been going on eight weeks of no drinking. And unfortunately, I did give in to the... I succumbed to the peer pressure of the cards, (laughs) the card playing, because it's hard not to. What games do you guys play? So we played this game called Cambio. Have you ever played it? No. I also like don't know about most card games. I had not heard of it. I just learned it this weekend. So much fun. It's pretty much a guessing game where you flip your cards and you have to guess where cards are and people steal and they rotate. So you kind of lose track of what your cards are, but you have to kind of form sequences and things um, without really knowing what's underneath. Okay. And so we pretty much played that for four days straight. I love that. We went to my cousin's lacrosse game. Did he win? It was a complete blowout. His team won 20 to one. Let's go. Yeah. So Jeff, shout out to you. Loved some of those those moves you had out there on the field. <laughs> some of those. Tally trying to talk about lacrosse. I can't name what the moves were, but they were awesome. Yeah. Hung out with my cousins, Jack and Mark, mm. and just had a really great weekend. That's so fun. Did you make a snow angel? No snow angels. Sad. I know. But it was kind of fun to be in the snow and the ice and escape the heat for a couple days. And I was so sad to come back because I just love spending time with my family. And I was really grateful that they hosted me. And it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I was like, Tally, you have to be back by Wednesday to record the podcast or I'm quitting. You can't cue the pee. I would never, ever dismiss my duties as your podcast partner. Also, we played indoor bocce ball. Do you play bocce ball ever? The game where you have the little ball and you throw the bigger ball. Oh, yes. Usually people play it on the beach, which I'd only played it on the beach before. But we actually, as a family, went and played indoor bocce ball at... Like a local... Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. It's actually an Italian game. Oh, so you were just like, had your Italian beef in one hand, had your bocce ball in the next hand. Yeah. Hanging out with my Italian family, the Matalozos. Like, it was just great. We should play bocce ball. Yeah. Bocce ball is so fun. It was a legit place that is known for bocce ball. Kind of like chicken and pickle vibes or... Kind of like chicken and pickle vibes, but Mm. bocce ball and... Beer and bocce? Beer and bocce. Did we just create a new yeah, business? Yeah, so they, we need that here in Dallas. Yeah. I think that would be huge. Can you imagine a bunch of drunk people just slamming bocce balls? That's an ER trip waiting to happen. Oh, so my cousins are younger than me. And they actually, while I was there... Oh, yes. Yeah, they taught me a couple trendy words that I wanted to share with you guys. We love a good trendy word on this pod. Yes. I was, was shocked how out of the loop I was with these words. But um, I feel like if I don't know any of them, I'm going to have a breakdown. No, I don't know if you will, actually. Oh, okay. So first word, actually, every, we all know it on the pod. All of our listeners know it. Riz. <gasps> they said it? Yeah. So yes. Riz was mentioned. And obviously for a refresher for the people who have not listened to our past episode about the modern dating terms. But, but go back and listen. But go back. Episode two. Riz is like your charisma, like the kind of the game that you have when you're hey, talking yo. to someone. So did you know that you can say there's a W Riz and an L Riz? Yeah, it's like good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you knew this. W Riz is like good Riz. L Riz is like bad Riz. Yeah. L Riz, like you kind of fumbled it. Yeah. You know, but like a W Riz is you really nailed that conversation. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so you already knew it. Okay, but like <laughs> it's only, we're only on word one. So. Okay, so... Next was it's the term fade. And we're not talking about the haircut? No. Okay. It's it's when you bail on something. Even if you've committed to something, you can still bail or fade. Mm-hmm. So I guess an example would be you want to go to Kava and I don't want to go to Kava for dinner. And mm-hmm. I'm like, fade Kava. It means like <laughs> you I'm You like say it out loud? Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to Kava. I fade Kava. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, what the hell are you saying? My if I'm cousin, like, fade on drinks? No. You're just like, I'm I'm bailing out. So I'm like, fade drinks. Yeah. I'd be like, there's a lot of missed words that should be in that sentence. But that's the thing. Like, fade encompasses all of those words that are missing. You don't need to say anything else. You just say <laughs> That's like, so dumb. It's crazy. Okay, so and then... So the opposite of fade is roll. So if I like really, you said I want kava and I was like, yeah, kava sounds good. Roll kava. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I, oh my God. I'm going to start using roll all the time. Yeah. Isn't that a good one? I love that one. So fade and roll will absolutely be incorporated 
into my vocabulary and I definitely said roll Italian beefs multiple times. Oh this my weekend. god, of course so, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Roll bear. Wait, that was so fun. Roll roll your weekend? Am I even using that correctly? No, I don't think you used that right. Okay, well that you explaining your weekend was like W Riz. Thank you. Yeah. Learned some new words. Got some really great quality time in with the fam. That's Love you guys. Fun. Love you guys so much. Shout out. And I was Besides the podcast, I was like, I could stay in Chicago for a long time. It's such a great city. I love Chicago. Um, maybe not in February, but definitely a good Chicago summer. It's March Madness, baby. How do we feel about that? Oh, huge, huge sports guy over here. Yeah, you look it. Yeah, okay. That was kind of <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Whoa, don't bring me back to like seventh grade gym class, okay? Yikes. This is your topic, baby. So how do you want to start us? I know that you and I are not super into watching sports. We always have, obviously... Is that is that accurate to say about <laughs> you? <laughs> are you getting nervous now? Yeah, I mean, like, I... I will watch sports. I enjoy it sometimes. I'm not somebody who seeks out watching every single game. I will say I do love March Madness. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about it? Well, now I'm nervous about after that setup. Uh, um, how do I feel about March Madness? Yes. Yeah, I feel like brackets just bring people together. My parents have done... Me and my parents have had our own March Madness brackets since I was, like, in elementary school. So it's always been something that's a part of my life each year. And it's just... Even though I really have no idea what's going on with college basketball, the other months of the year in March, I'm like, oh, now I know. Oh, yeah. That's fun. I love that. Well... David and I made our own brackets with work and we thought it could be fun to share a couple of things. One, the strategy in which we <laughs> took to create our brackets. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. And our top picks, who we're going to have in the final four. And then a couple little fun facts about making a bracket. Okay, so I thought, why don't we just kick off by saying who we have winning the entire thing. Let's count down and let's say it at the same time. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Me too. I hope it's the same team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to do this. Okay. So I'm going to go three, two, one, and then we say it. Okay. Okay. So we're saying it after one. After one. We okay. will say who our top team is. Okay. Three, two, one. Houston. UCLA. Oh my God. Oh my I, gosh. I thought we were saying the same thing at Wait, first. Wait, me too. And I was about to lose it. Because I said Hugh. And I was like, and you? you? I was like, no way. <laughs> Oh my god, I was about to lose it. So, UCLA, are they a two seed or a four seed? Wait, you have Houston? Yeah. Oh, they're a one seed. UCLA is a two seed. Oh, so you were like, number one's going all the way, baby. Okay, so first of all, you had told me that your parents picked the same one without looking at their brackets. Who did your parents pick as their top? Uh, University of Arizona. Really? Mm-hmm. Arizona was a three seed or a two seed? It's a two seed. I like. I think I know most of the seeds at this point. I've looked at the brackets so much. How long did it take you? I spent a lot of time. And I was lucky that I was in Chicago with all of my cousins who love sports. And they were able to talk me through some strategic tips. Oh, so you cheated. I didn't cheat. Yeah. But they gave me some fun little tips. Fun fact about March Madness brackets. First of all, not a single person in history has ever gotten an entire bracket correct from start to finish. It's just too volatile. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of answers that you have to get correct yeah going off of that do you know what the odds are that to get a perfect bracket no it's probably like what like 0.02 percent one in nine quintillion a one in nine quintillion chance that someone gets a perfect bracket that's i don't know two to the 63rd power oh thank you i was gonna be like i don't know how many zeros that is yeah okay that's crazy yeah i mean i guess that makes sense i'm looking at this bracket now and that would be wow imagine being the first person to get them all so what, what strategies did you pick? Did you go off of vibes or oh. <laughs> did you go off, what did you do? I love how that was your first suggestion. <laughs> You're like, so your strategy, vibes or did you just throw a dart? <laughs> I purely went off of vibes. I okay. Every year that I do this, it takes me approximately maybe two minutes just because I have to click so many buttons. So did you do like the auto generate? Or? No. Oh, no, no. I've done that in the past, but I'm like... First, I look at seeds, mm -hmm. and then I think about which school do I think is cooler. Of 
course. And then if they're both cool, I'm like, which school would I rather wear their sweatshirt? Okay. And then that's how I choose. Wait, I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up with UCLA being my winner. UCLA is a very cool school. Because I'm like, that's good vibes. They're number two seed. I would rather wear a UCLA sweatshirt than the other schools that I had. So I'm like, for sure. Yeah. If your school was on here in like a 15th seed, would you just full send and have them going all the way to win one? No. <laughs> because I really want to win. Yeah, that's our so you. Bracket. Yeah. I would maybe send them to the second round, whatever round that's called. You would give your alma mater one pity round to yeah. the round of 32. Because there could be some sort of, you know, there's upsets that happen all the time. So they can make it to round two. Yeah, completely. And then I would have them losing in the round after that. That's crazy. No loyalty. No loyalty. Only wins happen here. I feel like they're if they're above 10 seed, which would never happen for any of my schools, I would send them all the way. I mean, I appreciate your dedication to your school. Mm-hmm. So how'd you make your bracket? You cheated with your cousins is what you did? I wouldn't call it cheating. I would call it using my resources wisely. Uh But I mean, there's definitely just vibes that go into a lot of my decision making. But I did look up a lot of top players to look out for this season. Oh, you like researched. I did. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I looked up top players to look out for, which is a part of what landed me on Houston besides the fact that they are. A lot of people think that they're going to win the entire thing. Um, and I think the final game is actually being played in Houston. Hometown advantage, home court advantage. Yeah. Wait, damn, people think Houston... I have Houston losing in the Elite Eight. I mean, you still have them going really decently far. Did you hear any good vibes about UCLA? I mean, two seed has to be a a good vibe. That was your way of saying no. I haven't heard anything about them, but only because I don't know anything. Okay. I mean, a couple of the schools I picked because, like, I had Baylor going kind of far because one of my best friends went there. Marquette, my cousin, goes there right now, who I was visiting in Chicago. And so I had Marquette going far, but they are also a two seed, so I felt good about it. I picked Purdue as the other school in the final. Did you? The final two? Yeah. I'm UCLA against Purdue. Oh my gosh, okay, so we both had Purdue. at least one of the same pick. Once, our, once Purdue wins the East bracket, who do you have winning the South bracket at the top? Alabama. Damn, you have no faith in your friend. I have Baylor, and I have Baylor beating Alabama, which would be a crazy game. That's crazy. I have that as my the two going up against each other as well. Alabama-Baylor. Yeah, but I picked Alabama just because they're Alabama. Yeah, I feel like they have to be good at all sports. Yeah, exactly. Wait, did you, wait, did you, sorry, did you have anything else on your strategy? I felt like I just totally interrupted you on that. Okay, so when I was talking to my cousins about it, they said every single year, there's always a couple things that happen every every single time. So, for example, there's things that you do, and if you don't do them, you're just kind of like a rookie when you're making your bracket. I am just <laughs> repeating. You just made eye told. contact with me again while you said that. <laughs> you are the only other person in the room. <laughs> but one example is you always have a one seed beating a 16 seed in the first round. Okay, check. Check. Okay, good. So you're not a total chomp. I mean, I feel like that's like an easy one. Right, but there's just rules that you have to take. Another one is almost every single year, two eights and two nines win that first round because the eight and the nine seeds always play each other and each year two eights and two nines win for the most part oh i have all the eights beating down well you might want to you have until thursday no i'm I'm already locked and loaded with this baby then they gave me a couple little inside tips like for example oral roberts i was just about to bring that up were you it's a weird name but apparently they play really well and they have a great great star player i don't know that's that's the extent do you think they're gonna beat duke do you have them beating duke i have them beating duke you oh i have them beating duke because i wanted to have a couple fun little trendy upsets on my bracket and oral roberts is a fun trendy upset i have duke going to the sweet 16 so i'm well that's a probably a, a good option because i'm pretty sure duke is very good every single year also i have no idea but what's That's so true. fun is if Oral Roberts beats Duke, you can be like, I like researched and knew that was going to happen. Definitely what I'll probably say if that happens. <laughs> Again, most of this bracket was just made by vibes. Oh, so. completely. And if I had friends or family who went to the school. So we'll see. David and I have a fun little wager going here. Do we? This is the first time hearing about it. Well, we're about to now. Okay, lay it on me. So we're just going to give you guys updates each week on the pod. Talk about... 
how our bracket's doing. We want to hear how your bracket's doing too. If one of our winners is in the final two, do we drive down to Houston? Oh, yes. Oh. Then we live broadcast. <laughs> Me literally like pushing over a, a lamp in Houston for <laughs> UCLA winning. <laughs> that, I, I'm, I'm getting the vibe that UCLA fans are not rowdy. If Houston wins in Houston, that's crazy. That would be wild. People would lose it. I know. Um, I've like TCU going pretty far, which I felt like kind of bad about doing. Yeah, well, TCU is pretty good. My brother went to TCU, so... Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Wait, house divided. Yeah, I know. And my dad always wears his TCU plaid pajama pants every night. And... That's so fun. Dad, if you're listening, I'm a little bit offended. I need to get you a pair of SMU ones. Amen. Pony up. Pony up. I wish you all good luck. One in nine quintillion chance that you get a perfect bracket. So don't be too hard on yourself if it doesn't work out the way you want it to. If anyone else is listening to this and you also chose UCLA, just know you're also hot. (laughs) Do you have anything to say to your fellow Houston squad? Nothing that can follow that. Welcome to this week's segment of Show Me the Money. Um, in probably predictable fashion, this week we're going to be beginning to talk about Silicon Valley Bank and everything that happened with that jazz. I'll be going the overview of what happened according to numerous articles, what it means, and why we should care about it. So for some background... SVB, as I'll be calling it, was founded in 1983 and was the 16th largest U.S. bank before its collapse. So they specialize in financing and banking for venture capital-backed startup companies and mostly tech companies, which is an important fact to know. Mm -hmm. They actually provided financing for about half of all U.S. venture-backed technology and healthcare companies. And it was a preferred bank for the tech sector because they supported startup companies that not all banks would accept due to higher risk. So as we've known about the tech market, the pandemic in 2020 created a hot market for tech companies and consumers spent a lot of big money on digital services, electronics, there was ad revenue increasing. So tech companies therefore had a large influx of cash and their services, SVB, was needed during this time to hold on to that influx of cash which the tech companies were using for business expenses such as payroll. So that's what SVB is, or I guess was. But why did it collapse? Mainly for two reasons. A lack of diversification, which then caused issues and basically created a classic bank run where their customers were withdrawing their deposits simultaneously due to the fear of the bank's solvency so that the bank wouldn't have money to pay them. Yeah, can you define solvency for anyone who doesn't know it? So solvency is having the ability to pay one's debts. Is solvency only at a company level or is it also at an individual level? Yeah, I mean, you can talk about it as an individual too. Like you can be solvent. Technically as a person, you can be solvent and insolvent. Okay. Most people don't talk like that, but... Mm. You only um, talk like that if you're a finance douchebag. (laughs) Yeah, they probably do. (laughs) On the lack of diversification, they invested in a lot of long-term bonds. So those bond and treasury values were falling as interest rates increase, which the Fed is doing literally every meeting, increasing interest rates. Yes. So because of this, they shifted to longer term bonds, which would yield more and would kind of like outpace the interest rate increase. But because of this, they then didn't have any short term investments. So it means that they weren't that liquid. They couldn't grab cash as quickly as they needed to provide to their customers. All of their money was kind of sitting in these long-term bonds that they didn't have access to pull money out of. They were insolvent, which means that they weren't able to pay their debts as they had to provide money to the to the to their customers. And because they were insolvent and they couldn't liquidate their assets because they didn't have short-term investments... What really was the moment that they lost? We've heard about all of the layoffs in tech. We've heard about all the numerous issues going on with tech due to the economy and higher interest rates. So a lot of their customers were withdrawing their money quickly. So because all of their customers, more customers than they were expecting, were withdrawing money from the bank, and SVP does not have a lot of short-term investments, Mm -hmm. they weren't able to pay their customers 
or basically just have people withdraw money from a bank. So they had to sell their long-term bonds at a significant loss. Got it. Because they were like, okay, well, we just have to take the hit. We have to give money to our customers. Now, the big thing about banking is that it basically is 60% vibes where if people are stressed that you aren't going to be successful, you're not going to be successful. Right. And if people feel like the economy is going to do well, it will do well. So investors and customers saw the news and they saw that SVB was pulling out their bonds at a significant loss and they're like, oh shit, that means SVB is probably insolvent or doing something bad. Their investors were like, oh, holy shit, they don't know what's going on. They must be housing so much money. Yeah, because think of all those tech startups and I also saw on TikTok, like, so I went to high school in Silicon Valley and so SVB, like a lot of people just had money there right because it's just like your local bank and it's huge in that area which is crazy because you would think that a bank would have a better risk department than this um also i want to know what it was like to go to high school in silicon valley oh we could do a whole podcast on that yeah i would love that most of their customers had deposits more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in their accounts mm-hmm. and so that is what the limit is on what the government will pay you back if your bank collapses so over two hundred fifty thousand dollars, the government won't pay you oh my gosh and like we stated a lot of these big tech big wigs probably have quite a bit of money tied up in this bank completely so basically though because everyone spiraled because the fed is spiraling because we're not in the greatest economic vibes right now the government's not bailing them out quote-unquote. I know a lot of people will have comments around that. I'm not here to give opinions. I'm just here to state facts. But on March 12th, the government guaranteed to cover all deposits. So they're going to give all of the money back that people weren't able to take out of the bank. So is this an exception for the specific collapse that they're doing this? Yes. You could argue that the government makes exceptions a lot. I'm not here to give that opinion. (laughs) But yes, and there's a lot of drama around, are they setting a precedent for the future? There's pros and cons to both sides. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that is an unusual thing for them to do. Especially because, and this is a little more my opinion, a little more commentary. So interest rates are continuing to rise. And the Fed has said that interest rates will continue to rise. People think that they're going to stop doing that because of the bank collapse. Because if we continue raising interest rates, the value of investment portfolios for all banks will decrease. Bank risk will increase. And I'm not a project... I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball, but another bank will probably collapse if interest rates continue to increase. Mm-hmm. So most banks currently have enough capital to absorb those losses um, because of the 2008 financial crisis and a lot of the bigger banks that we know and hopefully the ones we bank at kind of went through this and are know how to get out of it. I would say, you know, I'm not here to give advice, but just be aware of what happens the next couple of months in the economy. Pay attention to the decisions that the Fed is making. Uh, I, I think the next couple of months will be interesting especially in the banking sector which you know unfortunately or fortunately affects all of us at this point for those who haven't read about it or haven't heard about it and for those who did just wanted to give a little summary and some fun facts out there in our show me the money segment i'm literally so hungry are you yeah did you not eat at your parents no, I had hummus and pita, but I was trying to, like, give you a segue. <laughs> <laughs> but your concern was so cute, actually. You were like, oh, my God, I can go make you something. No, I was like, do, I, do you want me to make you a sandwich or <laughs> no, something? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about banks collapsing. I would like to now talk about companies thriving. Ooh, Nice. I am embarrassed about how many times I have spoken about Portillo's on this podcast, but I'm going to do it at least 10 more times 
and one of those is right now. So as you guys know, we've talked about it on the pod, Portillo's recently opened up a location in the suburbs of Dallas. Huge deal for us. Not a lot happens around here. <laughs> Mostly for Dolly. <laughs> big, a big deal for me. Um, so some people have reached out. They actually weren't familiar with what Portillo's was. So I'm going to give a quick little overview of what <laughs> Portillo's is. Just like the way David did on like SVB. I'm going to give an overview on Portillo's. Tracks. And then some exciting stats about the location that they just opened in Dallas that I thought was absolutely insane. Wow, you better leave this with a sponsorship. No, I know. Portillo's, please sponsor me. I love you. DM this episode to their like GM or something. Yeah, I should. Portillo's is an American fast casual restaurant chain based in Chicago that specializes in serving Chicago style food such as hot dogs, the Italian beef. You've all heard me talk about it. Yes. So in 1963, Dick Portillo invested about $1,000. I'm so sorry. Are you kidding? (laughs) Are you joking? His name is Dick. Are you joking? Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. The question is, do we leave this in or not? His name is Dick Portillo. Yeah. What's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong. Okay. Continue. Leave him alone, man. Continue talking to us about Richard Portillo. (laughs) No, just, that's Dick to you. (laughs) Just strictly Dick. In 1963, Dick Portillo invested about $1,000 into a small trailer to open the first Portillo's hot dog stand in Villa Park, Illinois, which he called the Dog House. Years later, Portillo's has become a brand that's synonymous with Chicago. When you think of Chicago, you think of Portillo's. It just happens. So recently, you can uncover your face. (laughs) I'm not saying his name anymore. Okay, I'm ready. So recently, a couple months ago, Portillo's came to Texas. And I'm just going to give you guys some eye-opening stats about how much revenue they're bringing in each day. Just to give you guys a baseline of what to compare to, an average Portillo's restaurant brings in about $8 million a year. The new Texas location is currently bringing in around $48,000 a day, which would annualize to about $17 million per year. So that is double what all of their other locations are currently bringing in if we continue on this trend. And also to put it in perspective, how much people love Portillo's down here in the suburbs of Dallas. In the first four hours of the restaurant being open, they brought in $20,000 worth of sales. Obviously, sales will probably decrease a bit as the hype kind of dies down. And I think the CEO, based on an investor call he was on recently, they're expecting that to happen over time. But they, the location has significantly exceeded all expectations, as you guys could imagine. I thought that was absolutely crazy. There must be just, I mean, there are a lot of people from the Midwest and from the Chicago area who moved down here. So bringing in that household name was definitely a good move on Portillo's part. Wait, that's crazy. How much does a, like a hot dog go for at Portillo's? A Chicago dog with everything on it mm-hmm. is $4.69. They're selling 12,000 Chicago dogs basically a day. Italian beef is giving me like more expensive vibes. Yeah, Italian beefs are expensive. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I've racked up a bill so far. They need a loyalty program if they don't have it. Oh my God. I think it's $9 for an Italian beef. Chicago beef is $9. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Worth every penny. (laughs) That's crazy. Show me the money. Show me the money, baby. So we're not doing the segment that you pitched to me right now? Well, like, I <laughs> didn't pitch you the segment. Yes, you literally, it's on our list. Okay. Yeah, you know what, you guys? No, I'm not forcing, I, if it's going to suck, I don't want to do You're it. You're getting an Oscars recap, and you can thank David for the cluster f- that's about to no, ensue. No, I'm not, okay, I'm not twisting your arm. I'm just saying, we had it on the list, Oscars recap tally, and now you're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that is my MO. Pretty much. Based on what I got from reading the results was everything, 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 all at once. Is that the name? Everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) Oh my God, girl. Everything, everywhere, all at once swept. Yeah, it did so well. I still want to watch it. You need to. Michelle Yao and the guy who I like forget his name. 
they both won f- their own actor, Oscars. An and actress? W- was he uh, supporting? Or? Daniel Kwan. Yeah. And it's crazy. Daniel Kwan won and Brand- Brendan Fraser won. Mm-hmm. And they were both in some really popular movie in like the 80s, 90s. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Stephanie Hsu did not win for Best Supporting Actress. And Jamie Lee Curtis also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. She did win. Which I have thoughts about. Like, Stephanie, if you... Okay, literally everyone who's listening to this, if this gets included, look up Stephanie Hsu's audition tape for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And it is is amazing. Like, really? she should she should win the Oscar just for her audition tape. Okay, that's interesting. I'll have to go back and watch that. I will say I did watch Jamie Lee Curtis's acceptance speech of her Oscar, and she was very cute. And I'm a big fan of hers, so but you don't think she should have won it. Um. Okay, well, now that you made me out to be a hater, I didn't watch her acceptance speech. It was just a cute acceptance speech. I have no idea what her performance was like in the movie. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that she is a nice person. Did you know that they edited it on Adobe After Effect? No way. It was, like, five editors who edited it, like, on just, like, some app, like... So just, like, me and you editing our podcast? I saw a video of it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's literally us recording the pod. Wait, that's so interesting. Yeah. I also have not seen The Whale, but obviously have heard amazing things about Brendan Fraser and would really like to watch that, so I'm probably going to watch that on Friday night. Oh, so fun. It's really sad. I haven't watched it, but, like... It's kind of been spoiled for me, but I'm still still on my real list. Both A24 movies. A24, production house. Yeah, we love them here. Did you know Everything Everywhere All at Once is the most awarded film of all time? Did I feel like, what was the last year's Oscar? There was one Oscars a couple years ago where Parasite was the best film of all yeah, time. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. That one was the last time I remember what the winning film was, and that was incredible. Did you see Parasite? I did. Did you like it? I loved it. I love Parasite too. It was so good. Have you ever seen Shutter Island? Yes. I love Shutter Island. Love anything with Leo. I love anything. No spoiler. No, well, spoiler. If you haven't seen Shutter Island by now. One, um, when something in the end, you're like, oh my God, wait, was that not yeah. real? Ah! Yeah. Those, even though those are like so cliche at this point, those movies always get me. I know. They eat me alive. I'm like, no way. Do you think he was crazy or not? I think he was. I think so, too. Which makes me so sad. I know. Um, Speaking of Leo. Do you he, think he went crazy because... You're a little too old to be his girlfriend. How do you feel about that? <laughs> okay, I was just about to say, do you think he went crazy? <laughs> yeah, he's literally dating an 18-year-old right now. That's gross. Yeah. Sorry, Leo. Love you, but that's gross. I don't even know if I love him like that. Really? <coughs> What's your favorite Leo movie? I also have my my, my favorite G Butts movie. <laughs> the fuck is G Butts? <laughs> Gerard Butler. Um, G Butts, Keanu Reeves. These are these guys are these are the guys who make history. David. Vomit. Okay, what's your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie? You're looking it up. That's cheating. Well, I don't ha- have just like a memory like you do. Mine's Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, f off. I will. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I liked Don't Look Up. Did you see Don't Look Up? Oh, ew, I hated Don't Look Up. Really? Yeah. Okay, like, maybe I'll say Wolf of Wall Street, honestly. It's like, Inception was good. Honestly, it might be Wolf of Wall Street. He's six feet? Um. Yeah, he's tall. That's how he, how he gets all the honeys. Uh, Catch Me If You Can is really good. Have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Mm-mm. Um, I just looked up Gerard Butler. And I'm here to say that his genre of movies, if it was movies I enjoy and movies that Gerard Butler's in. Oh, wait, actually. Okay, I love, P.S. I love you. You've obviously seen. That might be the only Gerard Butler movie. No, you've seen The Ugly Truth, where he's the raunchy like TV host and he falls in love with the sweet producer. Isn't Katherine Heigl in P.S. I Love You? I don't know. I know she's in... She's in the ugly truth. truth. Wow. They love making Katherine Heigl a news person. She's always a news person and she's always the very put together goody two shoes. Have you watched Firefly Lane? Yeah, I read the book too. Oh, it was a book? The book is absolutely incredible. Okay, so the last... You're all caught up. Well, you read the book, so you obviously know. Yeah. 
Um, the last season. So I hated the TV show, and so I actually did not finish. I only watched the first season. Okay, the last season I thought was better. She has cancer. Is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this was like a happy-go-lucky TV yeah. show, and so I was like. Why am I crying the whole time? Oh my gosh, the book, I sobbed so hysterically, I can't even explain it. It was so devastating. I feel like it'd probably be a better book. The book was so good, I highly recommend it. Because if I, the TV show, once again, just gives like, la la la, cutesy, but I feel like there's so much meaning and emotion behind it. No, I agree. I feel like the TV show didn't do like the depth of their relationship justice, but that's just me. Wait, so what's your favorite Gerard Butler movie? I really like Last Scene Alive. And okay. I like The Ugly Truth. Maybe. Who was the other guy that you said? I'm like, honestly, saying G-Butts is more of a bit. I'm not like a big Gerard Butler fan, I'll how, be honest. How many times in this world are you saying G-Butts? Probably more than you would think. Oh, I think you do a lot, so... <laughs> Wasn't there a third man? Actors that I liked? I don't know. I thought you were like Leonardo DiCaprio, G-Butts, and... Oh, Keanu Reeves, but that's also a bit. Keanu was hilarious and always be always be my maybe. Did you see that movie? Uh-oh. Oh, I'm a big Matrix fan. You know who I always think is Keanu Reeves? Who? Adam Driver. Interesting way to mix that up. Oh, Adam Driver's in a really great movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Marriage Story. Oh, did you like that? I loved it. I like things that make me sad. Maybe I'm a masochist. I thought I thought everyone was like kind of fucking annoying in that movie. Really? I was like, I hope your marriage shrivels into pieces. <laughs> I think that was the point, though. I think they were supposed to be that everyone is insufferable. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of yeah, a lot of people were insufferable, but I think that was the point. It's just two people who like are living real life. And are insufferable. Sometimes people are insufferable. And marriage is, is hard. To some, David and That's I... That's crazy. Nobody says some. Say really? summarize. Do you say some? You can say to some. Do you say that? Yeah, I just did three times. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Go sum it for us, Tally. Okay. So, to summarize... <laughs> to summarize, David and I did not watch the Oscars. And we really had very few meaningful things to contribute to the oscars recap so that's all i have to say about that yeah same okay cool peace <laughs> that's a wrap that's all folks um i'm so tired so let's hustle this along <laughs> let's wrap this thing up so david can go to bed Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, continue to find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, truly anywhere you can find podcasts. And feel free to search us up on any social media platform under Touche the Podcast. Once again, you'll find our smiling faces there. And follow us, love us, live with us. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you want to say, Talia, as I clearly spiral out of control? Um, send us an email at touchethepodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, comments, send them our way. Don't forget to rate us five stars on your platform of choice. It really helps us know that we're putting out good content. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. XOXO. Touche.